we are alive in our, in our church through membership. You know, the body of Christ is composed of all true believers in Christ. And local churches are to be representatives of the worldwide church. So as believers, we have our names written down in the Lamb's book of life. Amen? Revelation 20:12, And that, that's what is most important. However, it is also important to commit to a local church where we can belong, where we find value and purpose, where we serve others, give, and are able to be accountable. You know, the Bible does not directly address the concept of formal church membership, but there are strong passages that imply its existence even in the early church. And the Lord added to them day by day those who were being saved, Acts 2.47. The verse indicates that salvation was a prerequisite for being added to the church. Acts 2.41, it seems that someone was keeping a numerical record of those who were saved and thus joining the church. We see membership as a church family moment for us to meet and welcome new friends that choose to belong to this place. You know, key leadership roles and voting requires a choice to join the church. So we have some people joining the church today. So if you would join me uh, standing right here, I welcome you to come. Uh, I'm going to introduce them to you and uh, tell you a little bit about them as they come. Yeah, let's come and we'll just stand right here. Dear friends, the privileges and blessings that we have in association together in the Church of Jesus Christ are very sacred and precious. There is in it such hallowed fellowship that cannot otherwise be known. There is such helpfulness with brotherly watch care, counsel that can be found only in the church. There's the godly care of pastors, which y'all do really well, thank you with teaching of the Word of God and helpful inspiration of corporate worship together. And there's the cooperation that we have in service to our community and our world, worship together, and accomplishing what could not otherwise be done. The doctrines upon which the church rests as essential to our Christian experience are brief. We believe in God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We especially emphasize the deity of Jesus Christ and the personality of the Holy Spirit. We believe that human beings are born in sin and that we need the work of forgiveness in Christ and the new birth through the Holy Spirit. That subsequent to this, there is the deeper work of heart cleansing or entire sanctification through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And that to each of these works of grace, the Holy Spirit gives witness. We believe that the Lord will return, the dead will be raised, and that all shall come to final judgment with its rewards and punishment. Do you, as you join the church, do you heartily believe these truths? If so, answer, I do. Do you acknowledge that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, and do you realize that he saves you now? If so, answer, I do. Desiring to unite with the Church of the Nazarene, you covenant yourself into the fellowship and the work of God in connection with it, as is presented in the covenant of Christian character and the covenant of Christian conduct in the Church of the Nazarene. Will you endeavor in every way to glorify God by a humble walk, 
godly conversation, holy service, and devotedly giving of your means, faithful attendance, uh, and abstaining from all evil, where you seek to earnestly perfect holiness of heart and life in the fear of the Lord. If so, would you say, I will? Thank you. All right, we have joined in the church today. Uh, this is uh, Tori Stevens. I'm very excited about Tori. Let's see. Tori, yeah, congratulations for that. Huh? Uh, I know a lot about Tori. Me and her are great friends, have been. She's been here for about five years. You know, her birthday's tomorrow. <laughs> 27, right? That's exciting. Great. Happy birthday. Um, Tori came here about five years ago. Uh, she ended up here through Erlene um, Lucas. Uh, so thank you, Erlene, uh, for your involvement in her life. And she's been uh, growing in the Lord. She lives on Florence uh, in Pekin. She has uh, uh, three girls. Uh, you'll, you'll meet them in a few. Um, well, you, she, you're in the 1030 service. Cassidy, Carter, and Claire. Uh, Tori is, uh, like her, has her own business, cleaning business. Yep. So... Uh, Tori's been doing fantastic. Uh, a couple years ago, uh, Tori and I were talking together. She came and uh, we sat together uh, and, and talked for a lengthy amount of time. Uh, I noticed how God had been working in Tori's life. Uh, she was getting so close to God. And in the midst of that, uh, personally, I think the devil was not happy about that. And he began to do some things in, in her life. Uh, she was dealing uh, with a lot of stress and some panic attacks. And we met together, and through that day and some days afterward, God healed her of her panic attacks. They're, they're totally gone. Isn't that awesome? So great. I just want to tell you, uh, this is your place. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this church all the time you have been. Thanks for serving here, and uh, welcome. Welcome to the Church of the Nazarene. We're going to take a little photo. Right all right. This is her dad, Orville. And so you know how Orville got here through Tori. So uh, one day he came, and uh, they were sitting right over there, and I was so excited, and I knew that uh, it was her dad. And I didn't know his name at that time, but I, I learned his name that day, and I've called you that every Sunday since then, right? Yep, that's one of the reasons that he knew this was his place. Uh, we knew him. Uh, Orville's been here uh, a little less than a year. And he is, uh, let's see, he lives in Washington and works for Goddard Trucking. Yep. And he has a son, Trent, as well as Tori, as his children. Um, great guy. Really love him. Um, today, he's joining the church. His grandchildren are being baptized, and he's getting baptized in the service at 1030. Isn't that pretty incredible? So good. Uh, I have a lot of love for you, Orville, and I thank you. Uh, welcome to Pekin First Church of the Nazarene. You are so welcome here. God bless you. Excited. It's great. All right. This is, step out here so they can see you. This is Deb Taylor. Uh, very excited about Deb. Let's see. Deb is married to Kai, and she has, uh, let's see, she got uh, Nick and Zach and Joel, and she has wonderful grandchildren, um, Macy and Owen and Tripp and Barrett, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. No notes or anything. So, yeah. um, no, Deb is, uh, is an awesome woman of God. Uh, she got here kind of, sort of, 
through Margie Cobb. She she knew Margie, and then they they the first time they came here, right out by that door right there, uh, they met together. Um, they uh, they've been in a discipleship relationship. Uh, so Deb is awesome. She is. Um, she works at OSF Prompt Care. She's a nurse, a fabulous nurse, I hear. Uh, she's so dynamic in who she is and so, so dynamic in her faith as well. If you don't know Deb, you need to, you need to get to know her. Uh, she works with our um, medical response team, and she works with two-year-olds because she's skipping out right now. They're missing her. Uh, isn't that awesome? Thank you so much. You are you are already such a wonderful part of this church, and thank you for joining, and you are so welcome here. This is Deb Taylor. Welcome. This is Mike and Ann Ruth. Uh, love them, too, so, so much. Um, Mike and Ann, let's see, they have been here about three years. Uh, they live on Edgewater, kind of going toward Groveland out there, beautiful place. Um, let's see, they, uh, they have children, Michelle, Monica, and Jeff. And one of the reasons that they're here, a couple of reasons. One is their daughter, Monica goes to Galesburg First Church of the Nazarene. And so that was one of the connections there. Uh, these, these, are, these are great church folks. Um, they've been in a couple different places, served great everywhere. And then uh, when they were thinking about coming to church, Monica and thinking about coming here. Uh, also, uh, Mike had a great relationship with Jim Bullard. And so they worked uh, highway and then primarily striping, right? Parking lots and all that. They said, you're the best. That's what I, that's what I heard. Uh, so that's fantastic. Um, these guys are wonderful. Um, and has become the leader of our medical response team. So uh, every time when we're gathered here, we have nurses on call and uh, people taking care of us, and I really, uh, really appreciate that. Uh, thank them. She also helps uh, with our blood drives, uh, helping all that happen. Uh, you guys have been fantastic, and I'm so happy to welcome you to Pekin First Church of the Nazarene. Welcome both of you, Mike and Anne Ruth. All right, Tori Stevens, Orville Stevens, Deb Taylor, Ann Roof, Mike Roof. They are new members of Pekin First Church of the Nazarene. Let's welcome them all. Oh, I love that. Thank you. All right, we are alive as a church because we have children here. Thank God for that. We love Kids Zone, we love Refuge, all of our kids, and we especially uh, love uh, baby dedications. Uh, the dedication of a child is a symbolic ceremony that we take as Christian parents to honor God, bless our children, and to be prayed for by the church family. You know, the world that we live in today is difficult. And so when a family makes a decision to follow Christ and to raise their kids as Christians, we want to support them. Amen? It's part of our job. 
So this moment is intended to be a public statement by the parents that they will train their children in the Christian faith and seek to instill that faith in them. The congregation, us, we respond, not only representing us, but representing the body of Christ to affirm that as a church family, we seek to encourage these parents to bring up the child in the Christian faith. The idea of dedicating a child to the Lord can certainly be found in the Bible. Hannah was barren, who promised to dedicate her child to God if he would give her a son for Samuel. 111. Luke 2.22 begins the account of Mary and Joseph taking Jesus to the temple after 40 days in order to dedicate him to the Lord. So today in this service, we are dedicating Abby or Abigail Grace Settles. So if you guys would join me uh, in this same location right here, Pastor Brian is going to come uh, with us as well. Uh, and I'll tell you about one other one. Uh, we actually had two that are kind of represented in this service, and that is uh, the Yates family, and so I'll tell you a little bit about them as well. This is Ryan and Melissa Settles, and this is Abigail Grace, or Abby as they call her. So thank you so much for joining us here today. So um, we are excited about uh, joining you in her. We recognize that this little baby as well as Lily and Madeline. We have two others at home, don't we? So Lily, Madeline, and Abby, we recognize that Abby is a gift from God. No way you could have pulled that off right there. She's so adorable. <laughs> we all are like that. And we, but we recognize that she is from the hand of God, and I know today you are uh, blessed by all the children you have, and especially this little girl. I know you have some family here. If you're here this morning, would you stand up? Uh, just let us recognize we got a little group over there. Look at that. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here uh, this morning. Uh, so we are, um, we're going to hear from Pastor Brian. He has a little gift, and then we will dedicate her and pray together. Brian. Brian, Melissa, it's been a pleasure having Abby and her sisters there with us in uh, Kid Zone. They are uh, such a joy, so intelligent. They answer questions, and uh, we've even been bringing uh, her, Abby's older sisters, into Activate with us on Wednesday nights, and they participate with us, and they're just enjoying that. But we enjoy Abby so much as well. We want you to know that uh, we are here for you as well as for your kids. We are here to partnership with you in raising your kids. And so we have a couple of gifts for you. One is a, a Bible, start her out. I'm pretty sure she probably has one, but this is a gift from the church to you. And also a white rose, just to symbolize the purity of a child that we are gonna fight with you to protect that as much as we can. We love you guys. All right, would you let me hold you? We'll just do this together, all right. So we're going to dedicate you, and then we're going to pray for you. Now, um, the Yates family is Corey and Jenna. That is Melissa's uh, sister. I'm sorry, got it wrong. Ryan's sister. So uh, we are dedicating Ethan today as well. Uh, he is struggling a little bit, and so uh, he doesn't do well in crowds. 
And so we are going to have his dedication right after the 1030 service when just a few of us can gather around and make it a little easier uh, for Ethan. But I'd love for you to, to pray for them. Matter of fact, Corey and Jenna, why don't you just stand up? Are you, there they are right there. So that's uh, Corey and Jenna. And we're going to pray for them and pray for Ethan while we pray for this family. And then we'll have their dedication at, at 1030. So. No, we're not doing nothing. Okay, I got it. I got it. Let's dedicate and pray together. Lord Jesus, today we do here and now dedicate Abigail Grace Settles in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, for this child. We thank you that you decided to place her as well as Lily and Madeline in this family. Thank you for Ryan deciding to be a man of God, to trust you, to, uh, to recognize that as he married Melissa, that they were going to raise a godly family, that they were going to raise these children in a way that would be pleasing to God. Thank you for Melissa. Thank you for the godly character and spirit that she has. Thank you for her. She worked so hard. I see her trying to walk all three of them in that big old uh, carriage there. Lord, thank you for all the ways that she invests in them. Thank you for their marriage, for Ryan and Melissa. Thank you for their commitment to you uh, before these children came. And thank you for sending the perfect children to them. They love them so much. Lord, today we pray for this family and we ask that as they dedicate themselves to you that we would be reminded that you are dedicated to them, that as they serve you, as they are faithful, you will be with them. Lord, be with Abby. Watch over her growing up. Every time she gets sick or some little problem comes, Lord, they will pray and call out to you. Be there with them in those problems. As she grows up, Lord, help her personality to develop and help her, Lord, to be protected. Hear the prayers of these parents and this family every day as they pray for her. And we thank you, Lord, that you have a dream in mind for Abigail Grace. You created her. You've given her talents and abilities and things that we don't even know about yet. So we pray, Lord, that she'd be your girl for her whole life, that there will be a day when she will put her trust in you and that, Lord, salvation will be personally for her. Lord, we thank you for this family, and we pray your blessings on Ryan and Melissa. Lord, we pray today for Corey and Jenna and for Ethan. Lord, we lift him up and his sister Lauren. Lord, we pray for them and lift them up in the same way. We want them to know that we pray for them and that the body of Christ, the church, is behind them and supporting them. Lord, I pray for our dedication moment with Ethan uh, in, a, in an hour or so. May your hand be on us as we dedicate him. And Lord, all these things, we give you praise and we honor you and glorify you. In Jesus' name, everybody said together, amen, amen. I have, a, I have a certificate for you that I'll give you that is uh, that you can keep and show her. And I hope one day that you'll tell her about this day and all these people that were here and all the prayers that are being prayed for her as she grows up in her life. So that's really fantastic. You guys are fantastic. Good job. You're doing so good as Christian parents, and we're for you. 
and with you. Let's celebrate this family today. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. We are alive through baptism. Now, the, Christian, the baptism is going to be at the end of the 1030 service, but I want to talk about baptism. Christian baptism is one of two, we call them ordinances, or rituals or celebrations that Jesus instituted for the church. Just before his ascension, Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. These instructions from Jesus specify that the church is responsible to teach Jesus' word, make disciples, and baptize those disciples in Jesus Christ. These things are to be done everywhere. He says, when all nations until the very end of the age. So if for no other reason, Baptism has importance because Jesus commanded it. Christian baptism has a deep and meaningful significance for us. Baptism is done in the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. That's really what makes Christian baptism. It's a believer's baptism. When we are saved, we are baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, We were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. So baptism by water is a Christ-centered baptism where a believer makes a public profession of faith and willingness to love and follow Jesus. Baptism is our proclamation that I confess faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus has cleansed my soul from sin, and now I live a new life in Christ. Galatians 2.20 says it so powerfully. I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Christian baptism illustrates in a dramatic style the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Romans 6, 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So very simply, baptism is an outward testimony of the inward change in a believer's life because of our identification and salvation in Jesus Christ. Uh, today in the 1030 service, Ronnie Alvis and Orville Stevens are going to be baptized. When they go under the water, we are signifying the burial 
of, G of Jesus Christ. And then they come up out of the water in celebration of the resurrection of Jesus and the new life that Christ has given to them. If you would like to be baptized today and you haven't prepared for that, you could still be baptized. You could baptize, be baptized today or you could mark the card and say that you had interest in being baptized at our next baptism. Uh, if you haven't been baptized and you're a believer in Christ, I invite you to be baptized in him. Uh, my baptism was unbelievable. Uh, I grew up, uh, I got saved when I was nine years old, went to a relatively small church. And um, as I told my mother, she says, you were baptized weren't you, when you were smaller. And I said, I was not. Like, we didn't have baptisms at the church that I knew of. I'm sure they might have had them on Sunday night or somewhere, but we didn't have a baptistry, and so I don't remember ever knowing about one. I know nobody ever, like, talked to me about being baptized. So when I was 17 years old, I told my pastor, I think it's time I get baptized. I'm getting ready to go to college. Uh, wasn't sure what was uh, going to happen as far as ministry and all that. I hadn't been called at the time. And so uh, I got baptized uh, not too far down the street from uh, where our church is located now. It used to be in a different place, but the house is near there. This lady had a pool inside, uh, like a sunroom kind of area there. And so we had the baptism there. And I got soaking wet all the way through, all the way to the bone. I, I often say I... Um, that I got dripping wet that day, and I'm still dripping. Are you dripping? Are you alive in him? That's what baptism represents for us. Finally, we are alive as Jesus leads us and blesses us. You know, we, we are a church that is alive. Amen? You know, we were so alive, and then we messed with covid so it kind of got us all out of whack. Um, a lot of watching at home, uh, still watching at home for many, um, gradually being able to come back together. But what I was trying to express today is that we are alive and well. Uh, you know that people have been giving their life to Christ throughout COVID. We celebrate that. You know, we hadn't been just kind of waiting around. Uh, many people online, have given their life to Christ. I've talked to so many people online when I got their number and contacted them and trying to support them. Many here have given, even, even just since we, just since sabbatical was over, um, many have given their life to Christ, and I'm blessed by that. See, Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus says, I have come that they, us, may have life and have it to the full. So think about the church. What gives the church life? Life comes as Jesus is in me and Jesus is in you. You know, it's the spirit of God in us that connects us together. I usually say something like, if it weren't for Jesus and the Holy Spirit in us, most of us would not know each other. We wouldn't even be friends. Probably, I'm sure I never would have moved to Pekin. Thank God for Jesus and bringing us together. It causes us to love and to care and 
offer each other uh, the opportunity to be known, valued, and purposed. Uh, this week, I started getting stuff like, uh, like this. I mean, first of all, I got like 200 and something birthday text. Blew my phone up. My phone dinged from 8.30 Monday till 9.30 p.m. It kept on dinging. Uh, thank you for that. That was so kind. Um, then I, but, but it wasn't birthday text. I started getting texts like, um, happy birthday, and then there would be a paragraph or two about our relationship here in the church with Christ. I love that. Thank you so much for that. Then I started getting letters and cards. Um, some of them were about birthday. Uh, some of them were these three or, three or four-page letter. And what I noticed was a lot of it was about me. <laughs> like what she said I had done and how I had invested in their life and all the different things that had taken place. We, uh, she celebrated a, a salvation moment with somebody in their family that was led to Christ right, right on that front pew right there. Um, so many beautiful things. I'm not going to tell you who wrote it, but uh, I love getting stuff like that. Um, but I, I thought, you know what, I, I should write her a letter about what she has meant to me and to our church. You know, it goes both ways. It's not just about uh, the pastor. It's, a, it's about recognizing that we are alive together. So I wanted to ask you, how alive is the church because of you? Because of your commitment? Because of what you bring to the church? Because we're all in this together. The, these guys that joined the church, um, I said at the end of our membership class, I said, uh, what can you do? How can you help me? And so we started talking about ways that they could serve, and I love that. You know, but, you know, one thing I told them is, just know the people that you're sitting around right there, right? Sometimes people come into church and sit down, sing songs, listen to the preacher, and walk out, and hardly talk to anybody unless somebody talks to you. Come on. Might not be talking to all of you, but some of you. But we are the life of the church. Amen? We talk to people. I've told you many different times. You know, people say to me, well, we, we want to be, a, we are a friendly church, or we want to be a friendly church. And they might be talking about their own church or something. And I always say, you cannot be a friendly church if the only people you talk to are your friends. That's a click. Remember that from high school? See, if you only talk to your friends, then there's a lot of people that you're not, and, and you don't know. Like most of you don't know who's been coming to church here for decades or who started coming last week. You don't know. You know a few people, but you can certainly know those people around you. One of the things I love about this place is, is that when after church, man, everybody's talking, <laughs> me included, getting in the way, just talking to each other because we are alive. This is not a club. This is not just something that we do. This is our place in Christ. This is where we serve him and we love each other. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So let's love Jesus. Let's follow Jesus. 
Let's be alive in Jesus. Wouldn't that be a great prayer if you prayed that every Sunday before you came to church? Uh, I'm going to be alive in Jesus today. It'd be a great prayer for you to pray every day of your life. Be alive in him. That doesn't mean you're not going to have some bad days or some struggles, but he's the way. He's the truth. And he is your life, our life. As a, when I was growing up in South Carolina, many times we would sing this song that we don't sing very often anymore. But I sing it to myself. We used to sing it like at the offering sometimes. Here's how it goes. I'm going to sing it first because some of you might not even know this. So, uh, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. That's called the doxology. Uh, it's a word of praise to God, celebrating Him. So uh, would you sing that with me before we pray? Let's stand up. Sing the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings thank you for today. Thank you for the reminder that we are alive in Christ. Thank you for helping us to celebrate new members, new children that we are dedicating, baptism, and celebrating, Lord, that we are alive in Christ in this church. Lord, it's my prayer that over this next month, while I get to still be here every Sunday, that, Lord, you would just bless us in our time together. But Lord, I pray for the months and the years to come at Pekin First Nazarene. Lord, help this place to stay alive and strong in you. Help us to continue to grow. Help there to be more and more children that will be baptized and will be part of Kid Zone. Continue to raise up our youth group and young people, Lord, young people, young teenagers as well as young adults that will become a part of this church family. We pray for every adult and whatever they might be going through in their life as a single person, as a married person, even somebody that would be divorced or widowed. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that this will be a place, an open door where people can be known, valued, and find purpose. We pray, Lord, that the, the best days of peaking first are in front of us. We pray for our new pastor and for our church board as they work together to discern the will of God. 
Lord, we are thanking you in advance. I, I know this is weird for me. I know it's weird for our church. But Lord, we know that our trust is in you. And you are going to lead us. And we thank you together for the church that you've given to us, for the place that we have here. I thank you that every person here and all those that are watching online belong here, Lord. We all know that this is our place. So, Lord, we thank you. And we thank you for how you're working in every life. And we pray that you would guide us in these days ahead. I celebrate you. I give you thanks and praise. We worship you and we give you thanks together in the name of Jesus. And everybody said together, God bless you.